I, I think I've actually eaten my weight in animal crackers at this point. At the very least, Brittany and I together have eaten my weight in animal crackers. guys, it's Megan Collins from Style Girlfriend. Welcome to another episode of Undressed. My voice is still not back, and I'm starting to think that this just might be how I sound now. So get excited for that. <laughs> uh, thanks to everybody who has subscribed on iTunes and left reviews. You can always do that, and I would love it so much. Today, we have a great episode for you. Today, we're talking to Steve Cam. Steve is the quote-unquote rebel leader at Nerd Fitness, which is, if you don't know and don't read it, it's an amazing fitness blog that helps self-professed nerds level up their lives. Steve is someone who I just met a few months ago, but I feel like we've known each other longer because we're doing really similar things. And we'll talk about it a lot in the podcast, but I find Nerd Fitness to be so interesting because I feel like it's basically style girlfriend, but for exercise (laughs) in that, you know, maybe it's about you just want to wake up and look in the mirror and feel better about yourself or, you know, make positive changes in a small way that have a big impact. And that's really what Steve professes on Nerd Fitness. And that's what we talk about a lot on Style Girlfriend, just the idea that small changes can make a huge difference and that that difference impacts your confidence, which really goes on to changing your entire life, not to make too big of a point about it. So I just think he's such a great guy. I love what he's doing. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation. So I'm just going to get right to it. Uh, This is me and Steve talking at his new apartment in New York because he just moved here to NYC from Nashville. I'm so happy to have him. So enjoy this interview with Steve Cam of Nerd Fitness. I'm here with Steve Cam from Nerd Fitness. Hi, Steve. Hi, Megan. What's up? So, you run Nerd Fitness. I do. You just got back from camp. Yes. Tell me about that. Uh, so, as leader of Nerd Fitness, rebel leader of mm. Nerd Fitness, I like to say, uh, it's this really great online community of people from all over the world that are trying to help each other get fit, live better lives, uh, find happiness, uh, whatever those things may be. And I thought there was a cool opportunity two years ago to start bringing those people together in the real world. So I kind of hatched this crazy scam, scam, scheme. It is not a scam. Not a great word. (laughs) Scheme to have an event where we can just do all like these really great things together in one central location. So we had what I called Camp Nerd Fitness, where I brought in a lot of my friends that were instructors and said like, hey, what would a like adult summer camp look like for our community? And we had about 150 people come in from like four or five different continents, uh, 15 something different countries. People from all over the world came to this came to this camp and had a long weekend of just awesome adventure, instruction, um, education, great meals, costume parties, yoga instruction, powerlifting instruction, kind of all crammed together in a summer camp theme. So this year we did it even better and ended up having 300 people come in. Like, it was so cool to watch this thing that I had started on a whim seven years ago. Which is like, I'm just going to start writing articles about fitness, evolve into this really passionate community of people that when you get them all together in the same place, it's like something really, really special. So it was so much fun to, to be a part of. It was great to watch my teamwork and watch these people that probably don't have this level of excitement in their 
day-to-day lives with their friends that might be just nerdy or just interested in fitness and come to camp and be able to talk about like deadlifting and Harry Potter or Captain (laughs) America and eating healthy and be completely accepted and not feel weird about trying a new activity or something like that. It was an absolute blast. Well, I think it's so interesting because, you know, despite this uh, societal shift towards everything being automated or everything being something that you can do through your phone or, you know, not have to talk to anyone, not have to see anyone, that you got all of these people to come together from, like you said, all over the world and actually be together, to interface, to, you know, not shy away from that. Why do you think that that is something that you're able to to do with your community? Like, why does that resonate with them? Nerd fitness is a unique collection of people. Because not only do you have to be, like, interested in, let's say, certain nerdy aspects of your life, whether it's video games, books, movies, uh, comic books, whatever, whatever that may be, you also have to be that person in your group of friends that is also interested in fitness. So it's almost like you are the one person in your group of six close friends that you probably play a game with or whatever it may be that is interested in both of those things. So when people find nerd fitness online, they're like, I I feel like I found my family. Mm -hmm. Like I can finally be a hundred percent myself where I don't have to hide the fitness aspect of my life to my nerdy friends. And I don't have to hide the nerdier aspect of my life to the general public or to other people, but I can be a hundred percent myself and accepted and, Uh, celebrated for that let's just pick all the things that we've always wanted to do and make it really easy and lower that barrier to entry for everybody to not have to like build up the willpower to have to do it so like let's say you want to start doing yoga you have to find a yoga studio you have to pick the right one you have to find the right yoga clothes you have to get over the fact that you might be really nervous going in there and then you have to commit to it whereas at camp you're surrounded by your friends it's like oh look yoga's happening like in 20 minutes and everybody's gonna look and everybody's doing it everybody's gonna look foolish <laughs> trying to do their first uh, downward dog or whatever it may be so it really lowers that barrier to entry for a lot of people and removes more importantly i think the that mental barrier for people to like be okay with not being great at something but still getting started and trying it out well i think for me that's why i felt like when i when i first found nerd fitness it felt like a real kindred spirit to style girlfriend because i think that there is this element of you have to be willing to say that you care and then to put the effort in. Sure. And, and yeah, you might risk looking foolish. I mean, a reader on Style Girlfriend might try jogger pants and feel not so confident. And then all of a sudden he gets a compliment and, you know, wow, he's off and running. And, you know, next he's trying colored chinos and, you know, who knows where he goes from there. Sure. And so I think that's what I really love about Nerd Fitness is it's this uh, really encouraging community where – it brings those people together and it brings a lot of, um, support. And I mean, I feel really lucky that on style girlfriend, you know, readers are so kind and commenters are always, you know, we have like one troll in a million and it's, you know, and, exist. if you don't have one, then you're, if you don't have right, any, it's then not you're doing actually something online. Wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but then, you know, they get ganged up on like that, you know, that isn't tolerated. And so sure. I, I really love that. So I'm, I'm curious about how you sort of see yourself living with style or living with intention. <sighs> how that plays into your own life. Yeah, well, it's it's funny. It's, for me, up until probably three years ago, how I dressed wasn't important to me. I had been traveling. I lived out of a backpack. I had, like, my 20 things that I owned, and they were kind of mismatched. And although I was nearing 30, uh, I dressed like a broke college kid. And I was like, this is, you know, whatever. I'm just going to be comfortable. And, and finally, I, I moved to Nashville at the time. And it's like, why don't I just start... Like, like if I'm going to take care of myself physically, what if, what if I put a little bit of effort into making myself dress differently, 
And it wasn't for any particular reason other than like, this is probably something that should be good for me. I'm going to try it. And it started by buying clothes that actually fit properly, which is something I had never known about. Yeah. I was just like, thing. I just bought the things off the rack and, and put them on. And then it looked like I was wearing a tent, but I didn't know any better. So in, in interacting with um, people that do know what they're talking about, like you just wear things that actually fit mm-hmm. and, and you'd be surprised at how differently you feel about yourself. And like putting on a shirt that fit properly, it's like, oh, I get it. I finally get why people do the things that they do. And it wasn't like I started wearing a suit and tie every day. I mean, it was sure. wearing normal clothes, but clothes that I felt good in and, and comfortable in and confident in. And I think as a result of that, people started then treating me differently. F- friends all the way up to people behind counters or whatever. And it was like, oh, and it, not, not only was it how I was dressed, but also how I carried myself as a result of what I was wearing. Yep. So it was very cool to see. And it was those very basic few things that I started with. So yeah, since then it's been like a, a constant evolution kind of step by step to like developing my own style that makes sense for me. Uh, and although I've changed where I lived, you know, I've lived in Nashville, I've lived in, geez, Washington. I've lived, I lived a lot of places for a little bit of time. It's been fun to, to slowly level up different parts of what I'm doing, whether it's shirts, uh, wearing different color shirts that I never would have done. Mm-hmm. Wearing something other than jeans is like, was completely new to me up until like a year and a half ago. And now like I very rarely wear jeans, which is surprising to me. And now I, not a day goes by where I don't wear like really colorful fun socks. Nice. Never, ever I would I have done that hat. until I think I literally texted a friend of mine, a mutual friend of ours, Baron. I was like in the, the store and I was like, Hey man, like I'm going to this wedding. I need some socks. Do I get black or gray? He's like, no, get some really fun colors. I was like, like, no way. No way. No. He's like, just (laughs) buy one pair. And I put that one pair of socks on. And like that day I was sitting somewhere and somebody's like, Hey man, great socks. I was like, really? Like it took 20 minutes between like when I put them on until somebody's like great socks. So now like I make it a point to always have fun socks on and not a day goes by when somebody doesn't mention them. I will say, I totally agree that with Baron, that colorful socks are uh, a natural gateway into, you know, just, um, taking more care and being more comfortable being like a little splashy and flashy. I think it's really funny that someone did compliment you so quickly because I think that's something that I hear a lot from guys is that that's sort of what it takes. Cause like I said, you might go out and feel silly or like, Oh, I don't know if I can pull this off. And then as soon as someone's like, no man, you look awesome then it washes that all away. And was that true for you? I mean, with the socks, like, did that buy in? 100% with the socks. And I think even prior to that, there was a shirt that uh, I'd been convinced to purchase that was like, it was like lime green and checkered. And I was like, I would never wear this. This is not me. There's no way. Just buy the shirt. Trust me. Who convinced you to? Baron. It was Baron. Baron again, yeah. Baron Quadro, effortless gent. Yeah. A lot of shout-outs here today. A lot like of shout-outs. Well, it, as part of my life where there are things that I'm not familiar with, I try to find somebody that knows what they're talking about and learn from them. It makes it so much easier strategy. to finally have the confidence to make that decision. So it was that shirt, and that night, I, I don't think I had ever been complimented on something I had worn probably ever. Like, maybe, like, oh, I'm in a suit for a wedding. Like, oh, hey, right. nice, but... Like, oh, you clean d- up good. Right. right, yeah, exactly, which is just what they tell everybody. <laughs> but... It, I, wearing that shirt once at, went out somewhere with, with friends and uh, somebody was like, that's a really great shirt. And from that point on, like, anytime I wore it, that was 
so I was like, I will never, Baron, whatever you say. <laughs> well, I, I get it now. It's interesting. Everybody else dresses the exact same way. Freaking stand out and have some fun with it and own it. Mm-hmm. And if you can wear it confidently. And I think the baby steps to get to those things really right. helpful. Well, too. you can't overhaul your wardrobe overnight. Because that's, I mean, just like no. you can't overhaul your workout routine. I mean, you're not going to go from couch to running a marathon. Right. That's not a good plan. <laughs> Do you see a direct correlation between sort of the confidence boost uh, that you get from upgrading your style in the same way that you get from feeling confident about your body because you're taking care of it in a different way? Absolutely. So the funny thing about about fitness is, you know, you just said like it takes sometimes, often takes like a compliment from somebody for you to get to kind of really buy into it. I imagine for many people that are trying to get fit, it's very much the same way where they're working on it for like a month or two and because they see themselves every day, they don't really feel like they're changed. Maybe they've seen the scale move a little bit or whatever. But then they see a friend they haven't seen for a few months and their friend is like, holy crap, dude, like, what, what are you doing? Like, where did you go? Like, you've lost a tremendous amount of weight or you've lost, like, did you lose weight? Like, just those one, those few comments, especially mm-hmm. early on, can be really helpful in getting people going. Now, what's funny is when you lose a significant amount of weight or you, you know, gain weight in the right way, uh, if you lose a lot of weight but you're still wearing those same old clothes, it's a challenge. So, like you said, you can't overhaul your wardrobe overnight. You can't get fit overnight. But you kind of have to, like, level both up yeah. intermittently where you might buy a new shirt and then buy one additional shirt that's one size smaller that you're going to eventually get yourself into until you get down to a weight that you're comfortable Planning in. So you're not going to go out and spend thousands of dollars on clothes or a few hundred bucks on clothes and two months from now you right. can't wear them anymore. It's like, well, that was a bummer. But you have to find a way to like slowly step those things up because both of them I think are really hand in hand in how you present yourself and how you feel about yourself and as a result how other people you know, interact with you too. I mean, that's something I've definitely had that question from readers before where they're kind of saying, I'm on this weight loss journey, you know, sure. do I buy new clothes as I go? And I think for me, uh, you know, my, my answer is always use it as a reward, right? I mean, it's a non-food incentive Absolutely. to keep, keep it going. Yep. But I am curious, I mean, do you get that feedback from your readers, from like the nerd, from the rebellion? I mean, do you have them asking you about you know, well, now I have this new confidence now, you know, yeah, now my clothes don't fit. I have this new body. I want to, I carry myself differently. How can that be more reflected externally? Yes. A hundred percent. So it's funny that you mentioned like the clothes as a reward thing. So there's actually a chapter in my new book that I wrote. Um, I wish I could hold it up so people could see it. We'll have to put a picture. Um, It's called Level Up Your Life, How to Unlock Adventure and Happiness by Becoming the Hero of Your Own Story. And when does it come out? It comes out January 12th. But is it available for pre-order on Amazon now? You can pre-order it now. Oh, fantastic. Well done. I like that. That was a good plug right there. Thank you. Uh, So anyway, there's a a section in the book where I talk about, uh, there's a game series that I used to play as a kid and have always loved called The Legend of Zelda. Sure. And there's an aspect in that game where anytime you go into a new dungeon, you earn a new item that allows you then to move on to the next one. So throughout the book, we talk about the concept of rewarding yourself with things that reward you back. From a fitness perspective, so many people are like, oh, I ran four miles, so I earned this giant piece of cake or these six donuts. It's like you're taking two steps forward and seven steps backwards. Mm -hmm. Why don't you reward yourself with things that make you happy? Or things that encourage you to further improve uh, improve your life. That make you happy without... Doubling you yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. So that, you know, a perfect example would be if I work out f- f- three days a week, every week for two months, I then can spend 200 bucks on new shirts or something. And I will buy four shirts that, or three shirts that fit and one shirt that is slightly too small. 
Therefore, you're actually now encouraged to continue down that path. Everything that you're doing is reinforcing reinforcing this decision or this mentality that like I am improving my life. And as a result of that, I'm going to continually reward myself with those things to reinforce that behavior and keep me happy, but also keep me hungry for what's next. Right. For change and for improvement. Sure. Now, this is a stereotype, so feel free to shoot this down, but you know, maybe nerdier folks might say, well, you shouldn't care about how I dress. I'm going to wear my Harry Potter t-shirt and screw you if, you know, you don't get that or if, you know, that if you can't accept me because I'm not, you know, shopping on Fifth Avenue. What would you say to those people? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I have no problem with Harry Potter t-shirts. If you want to rock Harry Potter, fantastic. Just get yourself like a Gryffindor scarf and we'll we'll call it (laughs) Uh, But I was very much of the same mentality. I was like, this is what I'm going to wear and I'm comfortable in it and screw you if you don't want to get to know me because you just want to snap judge me. It's like, the, the, that's nice in theory. In reality, the ma- fact of the matter is we come to snap judgments and like just again, like evolutionary biological thought process goes into how people will treat us within fractions of a second of, of seeing us. You see somebody dressed in a certain way. There's even like a study where like some guy was dressed in a suit jaywalking versus I mean, yes. somebody that was like dressed in like flip flops and, and the guy that was jaywalking in a suit like 10 times as many, or what, I can't remember the statistic, but it's like three, four, five times as many people Jay walked with him also yes. compared to people that were not dressed in that suit. Or there was somebody like who was in a lab coat and was giving out instructions to somebody and people were way more likely to follow him because he was in a lab coat, even though he was just some random dude. So the fact of the matter is, regardless of how you want other people to get to know the real you, and the real you is probably awesome. Right. All they can go on literally is what they see in front of them before you even get a chance to interact with them. It's not fair, but it's the reality. So I think there's a way, and it was something that I've I, once I got once I got to that fact, I was like, okay, this is great. When I wanted to start dressing better, I was like, I I want to dress better, but I don't want to be dressed up all the time. It all came down to finding things that fit me and my style, and I felt comfortable in. But it also they were designed in a way to to fit me right so i have no problem with i still wear you know t-shirts and jeans but the t-shirts and jeans i wear now compared to the t-shirts and jeans i used to wear not necessarily more expensive but they actually fit me now in the right way and as a result i'll now get complimented on wearing jeans and a t-shirt whereas in the past that never would have happened right and yeah again it's not fair it's superficial blah, blah blah yada 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 it is what it is and i think people once you We've all had that that experience where you put a suit on to go to a wedding. You're like, oh, damn, like, my goodness, like, you carry yourself differently. And I think if you can bring bring that to yourself on a day to day basis, literally it changes how you interact with the world and how the world interacts with you. And it can be a very positive influence and help you continue down that path of life improvement. Jeez, um, even you know, people say we dress for the job you want, right? Yeah. Which is exactly why I would argue that it's not actually superficial at all. I actually think fitness and style are really just two ways to cross the stream. You know, you're going after improved confidence, after sort of that feeling of throwing your shoulders back and looking people in the eye and smiling at strangers on the street. It's that idea of, like, I can take on this day. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, some people start that journey from I'm going to get in better shape and feel better about my body, and some people just bypass that altogether and are like, I'm not going to change my body, but I'm going to change how the clothes that sit on it, you know, look. And, and you I could look that, very differently yeah, regardless of what your body type is. Yeah. Without, but I would hopefully encourage people to, to eat better and do push-ups. And no, I totally agree with that. Um, we only met, what, like six months ago maybe? 
Yeah, and something like that. You just do not start. Like, I can't picture you as, like, this shy, you know, like, I still kid. struggle with it. That's like, if crazy I, it, to me. It put me in a room of people that I don't know, and, like, I want to be in the corner and not talking to people. Often, like, I have to, like, mentally think about how a confident or socially, like, a social butterfly would act in those situations mm-hmm. and put myself out there. And after a lot of those interactions, like, I have to retreat to a quiet place yep. or get back to an empty hotel room or my apartment and just, like, not talk to anybody for a while. I think I'm, like, an extroverted introvert or an introverted extrovert. I don't know. It's one or the other, but I'm not, I'm not an extrovert. Even though nobody wants to believe it. I'm like, I, I promise you I am. I love my solitude. It, uh, social interactions does not come easily to me, but it's something I've truly had to work on yeah. for many years. And it's, it, it wasn't something I was just born with. It's been but it, I mean, I think if anything, that shows that it is a skill that can be strengthened just like any other muscle, right? Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't come naturally to you, but you can do it. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. Yeah, well, everybody thinks so many things are like, oh, you're just born with it. Like, oh, the one thing that you're born with is your height. Like, other than I can't do much about that. Well, they can do, I mean. Well, now they can, sure. Now right. they can. <laughs> uh, other, than, other than adjusting your height, pretty much anything else, any other skill, you see people that can interact with people. They're just like the life of the party. They maybe had an experience when they were younger where they had that opportunity. And as a result of that, they then pictured themselves as like, oh, I'm the life of the party. Mm-hmm. And then they act like that. And when they act like that, it further reinforces this decision. Uh, so here's another example. Over the past year while writing this book, I learned to play the violin and I took singing lessons. Sure. Because I lived in Nashville, I loved to play music, but I thought the violin was impossible and I was a terrible singer. I had told myself that for my entire life. But as I started to take these lessons, like, I had to mentally tell myself, like, what if you just stopped making that assumption? I'm terrible mm-hmm. at this. Oh, I'm a terrible dancer. Oh, I can't talk to people. Oh, I'm never going to – I'm unathletic. I can't do right. these things. Like, what if you actually took the time to specifically build systems or skills or habits or whatever this may be to improve yourself at those things and see what happens? And I'm still – you're not going to see me on Broadway anytime soon. But I'm so much better now at it that I would actually consider myself like a – a not terrible violin player, which I'm happy with, <laughs> sure. and like an okay singer. Like I feel, and that's continuing to be improved. So like that was those are skills where I'm just like I will never, that never happens. So I wanted to prove myself wrong, right. and I've seen it proved wrong in every other aspect of your life. Again, other than other than height, anything can be learned from confidence to athletic ability to uh, musical talent to dancing to coordination to whatever it may be. Like everybody starts at level zero before you have to accept being really crappy at something and kind of push through that and just celebrate anytime you're slightly better than terrible and not say I'm still terrible, but Hey, look, I improved. Right. I I love that idea. I'm I'm a big believer and you can only get better at things. And I think not everyone looks at it like that, which seems silly, but like, yeah, if you start taking piano lessons, you can literally only get better. You can't get worse at playing the piano the more you do it. Right. And that's, yeah, like you said, it's true for fitness, it's true for style, it's true for anything where you start out and you might feel insecure, you might feel like, I'm never going to get this, but yeah, that's just the wrong attitude to take. Well, everybody is insecure in in many ways. So a, a big struggle for, I think, many people that read Nerd Fitness or if you're just getting started with fitness is going to a gym for the first time. Mm-hmm. They're like, everybody's going to look at me. What if I do this thing wrong, blah, blah, blah. And the, the fact the majority is everybody else is thinking the exact same yeah. thing. Or Nobody's they looking. are zoned out or they are so busy focused on taking a photo of themselves in the mirror <laughs> that they don't even notice other people. So like it, we, mentally encouraging people like it's okay to be feel not confident about these situations, but there are ways and things that you can do to get over those scenarios and and kind of push through those uh, almost like 
self-defeating thoughts and turn them into self-fulfilling prophecies. Right. Where, like, instead of saying, like, I suck at singing, it's like, what if I don't look at it like that? Mm-hmm. What if I look at it like, oh, this is something that I'm improving, then anytime you see anything that is an improvement, you're like, oh, it's just further reinforcing this self-fulfilling prophecy that you're going to get better at it, which means you then practice more because you're not as afraid of it, and it, it it's a snowball effect, which is pretty cool. I mean, I think at the root of it, it's it almost sounds hokey, which is why people don't I love hokey, so don't, don't, don't think about it that way, but it is, right? I mean, it's like the law of attraction is the secret. It's, you know, you're manifesting it. Like, if you believe you're going to suck at the piano, then you're going to suck at the piano. Sure. If you believe that you can get better at the piano, then you're going to get better at the piano. So, I, I mean, people don't want to look at it that way, but... Well, I, I think there's there's some truth to the secret, but as a analytical, skeptical nerd, I had to look at that through the lens of, like, uh, I need some data that backs up these these, these reasons. And there's things, you know, there's a great book called, I think it's the, the talent code and kind of breaks down or refutes the, the notion that you need to be 10, spend 10,000 hours or something mm. to improve it. Um, and he talks about things like there's the, uh, I think it was the, it was like a U.S. volleyball team, like a disproportionate number of them are all younger siblings. Oh. It's like, Oh, that's really, that's really unusual. It's like, well, not really. These kids spent their entire childhood playing with people that were bigger, stronger, tougher, older, wiser, uh, better than them. And as a result of that, it elevated what they were able to do. So that can be applied to the people that you surround yourself with, the online interactions you have with people, the type of people you get your clothing advice from, you know, people that you go, you know, if you're going to spend time with friends that go running or friends that just sit on a couch, like you're going to be more fit without a doubt because of the time you spend with your friends. And you might not think it, and it's not something that you mentally wrap your head around, but when you surround yourself with the right people and doing those things and you're mentally, you're thinking about it more, you're just subconsciously going to make better decisions. So there's, it's still hokey, but there's a <laughs> lot of science studies, behavioral psychology research, all these things that I've dug into because I refuse to believe that was just like the hokey part of it. But there's a reason why that hokey stuff works and it's grounded in science fact and, you know, science fact and evidence. And at the bottom of it is intention, right? I mean, you're not, sure. you have to make a choice to hang out with those people that are going to go for a run instead of sit on the couch. That starts with you. Yes. And how are you going to dress in the morning? You're, you know, yeah. mom's not laying the clothes out for you anymore. You have to just Let's choose. Let's hope not. Yeah. <laughs> if any of you listeners still have your mother deciding on your clothes, we should talk. We should talk, yeah. Stylegirlfriend.com. Check it out. <laughs> I want to ask you some questions that I have written down here. Sorry. So the first thing we like to do is a segment we call Grade Yourself. Mm, sure. So we'll start with an easy one. We'll start with fitness. Okay. I'm going to put myself in the A A minus. I would hope so. <laughs> you went well, any lower than... Well, there was actually a period where, let's say maybe three years ago, where it was not... I was probably a B minus. And it was because I had continually put work ahead of the fitness. I was like, oh, you know, I need to do these things. And eventually I realized, like, if I don't take care of myself, how can I tell other people how to take care of themselves? So once I accepted the fact that if you have to do your workout... And you also have to get your work done. And for other people, it's like if you do your workout, but you also have to take care of your family, suddenly all that other crap that you think is really important, Facebook, TV, Netflix, whatever it is, like those things take a back seat. And uh, yeah, so fitness has become like a true priority for me for two years. And it's been great. Like I think I'm up 20 plus pounds in muscle over the past, over those two years. I feel really great. I like that. All right. Next up is relationships. Ooh, that's a good one. Um... B minus? Okay. B minus. So I just moved to New York City from Nashville. I've been in Nashville for a few years. And 
it was consistently, I realized it was kind of an issue for me in Nashville that I, I with fitness and work and, and the book that I, I didn't make nearly enough time to foster in-person relationships as much as I would have liked. So coming here to New York, I've tried to make it more of an effort and being new in city, it's made it a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Also being in a gigantic city like New York, there's always something happening. There's always somebody doing something, but I'm really comfortable like sitting on a couch and playing video games. And if I can like go to the gym, read a book, come home, get some work done and go to bed, like that's a good day. (laughs) But I have to remind myself like there's these other components to it too. So, you know, I try to make an effort every week to uh, get get out a few times and and hang out with friends and connect with whether it's college buddies or other internet entrepreneurs or making that a priority as well. So that's then pushing a lot of the nonsense stuff that takes up a lot of my time out the window too. And for work, I mean, everyone that you work with, they're remote, right? Yeah, Nerd Fitness is up to eight full-time, I think eight, seven or eight full-time team members. We live in eight different states. So all of our interaction is digital. You know, it's we hang out on Google Hangouts and talk on a program called Slack and do, you know, everything through Basecamp. So, like, I interact with people all day long, but it's via a computer screen. So it's like... Do you ever feel like you just don't know how to have, like, how to make small talk anymore? Is that an issue for you at all? <sighs> Kind of, especially like being like a guy that runs, runs an internet site. So for so many people don't have a job like this, it's very tough for them to relate to what I do. I've had to work on, and thanks to my previous job, like part of my responsibility was like getting really good at talking to people and I had to work on it. I worked on a company that created floating music festivals. Oh, right. So my job as like community (laughs) organizer would be like to help you know, I write like a lot of the content during the year, but then I'd go on the cruise and each cruise had a different music genre and thus a completely different audience. And then my job was to interact with those people and, and find common ground and make sure everybody was kind of having fun. So like I really had to like, I had like trial by fire. Yeah. That being, would force you out of your comfort zone a bit. Big time. Uh, it was quite a bit of fun though. Mostly because I was just hanging out in the Caribbean with musicians. And yeah, it could be whatever. worse. So it was fun. Uh, but yeah, now it's like, it's like, it's like, what's your normal job? I'm like, well, like, with the nerds online they're like okay cool like no but what do you do I'm like no like that's it they're like yeah but like, uh, so you can still make small talk about the weather when need be oh uh, yes but man it drives me crazy like not i i would much rather talk to two people and get really in depth in a conversation than talk to 50 people and never get beyond that surface level so yeah. that like having close friends that i talk to consistently is way more important to me than having like a massive network of people mm-hmm. that i tangentially or like occasionally hang out with or kind of know and like we get together and do like have the same small talk like I can't do it it's exhausting it's exhausting and that's when I have to like run to a run to a a quiet dark space and just (laughs) not talk to people for a while but like a few few friends like like, a few friends in a a quiet bar like having a beer like that sounds like a lot of fun to me where it's like you know we get into topics and conversation Oh yeah. Is beer okay? Beer is carbs okay. Carbs are bad. Yeah, right. Carbs will, uh, yeah, carbs will kill you. Right? No, uh, I am very much of the philosophy that you take care of yourself as often as you can. That allows you to reach the goals that you're interested in. So, if you're somebody that is 400 pounds, getting to 300 pounds is your goal. Like you can be a lot less strict than if you're somebody at seven percent body fat trying to become a bodybuilder and you need to get to four percent. So, I am very happy and confident and comfortable at where I am. And I also enjoy going out and having uh, adult beverages and interacting with people in social environments. So as a result of that, I make conscious decisions and there's zero guilt about it to drink beer, to eat uh, unhealthy foods occasionally. Like I have no problem with that. So whenever I do meetups, people are like, 
is it okay if I have a beer? I'm like, yeah, man, give me one. They're like, <sighs> so whatever this means to you, spirituality. Hmm. That was a really interesting one for me and I won't get into too much of it, but really, you know, like going to church was not something that, um, it was truly important to me and, and interacting with people in Nashville made it really, you know, reminded me that like, it's a big part of many people's lives. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't necessarily, regardless of what you do, I think it's important to do what's important to you and to not judge others for making the decisions that they do. So for me, spirituality, I would put myself at a B. It's something I think about consistently, mm-hmm. but I think I think about it more from a curiosity or uh, interest standpoint and less from like a, how I choose to think about what's above us, below us, around us. I know whatever. you're looking out into the night sky right now, like in a very like <laughs> ephemeral way, like, <laughs> like as if like God is just like hanging out behind the Empire State Building. Right. You just have to find them. Well, it's funny, you know, people take a lot of inspiration and guidelines from be it the Bible, the Quran, the, um, the Torah, whatever. I take very similar philosophies, but I take them from comic books and, and books and games and movies. Like, Captain America to me is the man. Like how he chooses to live his life and how he interacts with people is like I can act, like legitimately learn something and improve my life as a result of interacting with this particular document. So I don't think it's necessarily limited to those religious doctrines, but rather from anything else that you read. And you know, my focus with spirituality is really just like do what you can today, take care of people, and try to have positive influences on other people's lives, and leave the world a better place when the Game over screen shows up. That's you know the way I like to put it. That sounds like better than a B to me. All right, B plus. All right, <laughs> and then finally career. F. Ah. No, just kidding. Uh, a minus. I realize these are all very high. Maybe no, just a I naturally optimistic person, which is I think, I think many great. many entrepreneurs are, where they they're just like, damn the statistics. I'm going to make this work. <laughs> I feel really good about nerd fitness. Like I feel great in what I'm doing and how I'm helping people and, and the impact that I'm having. I've been able to create jobs for people and help people feel more confident and happy about how they live and how they interact. And hopefully that rubs off on their friends and family members. And I'm in a great spot. I've been running this company for seven years now and moving to New York was mostly a big business decision for me, but I wanted to surround myself with other people that were trying to build impactful, big things. And, you know, uh, we were just talking about this. I'm looking out my window right now at the Empire State Building, and it was a daily reminder for me that like, I'm trying to build something that, uh, you know, Steve Jobs said, puts a dent in the universe. Yeah, a let's say A- minus because there's always room for improvement. I'm learning how to be a boss. I'm learning how to run a, a remote work group and, mm-hmm. and do all of those things. So it's a challenge, but, man, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun, too. I like that. All right. Uh, quick hits. Oh, boy. Uh, so we're going to play. So you have to tailor it for you. Okay. So SK approved. SK approved. Okay. Or not this dude. Got it? Uh-huh. Ready? Ready. Set? Uh-huh. Okay. Taylor Swift. Oh, SK approved. Met her in an elevator once. <gasps> Here in the city? In Nashville. Yeah, SK approved for sure. She's uh, phenomenal. Hoverboards. SK approved 100%. Have you done one? No, but I, would fall I just on my butt. So no, quick. I just I love Back to the Future. So hoverboards, I'm I'm into the just the bad concept of hoverboard. Uh, mittens. Mm, not this dude. 
I get it. You I just never wear them. I guess, pants. although I've, I haven't lived in a place that has been this cold in a while. True. I grew up in. I will I, check back with you in I January. I grew up in Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, so let's say not this dude for now, but check back with me in January. <laughs> Going to bed angry. Not this dude. <laughs> January. I, I can't shut my brain off anyways. If I'm thinking about something that makes me upset, then forget about it. Selfie sticks? Oh, not this. 100%. Not this dude. <laughs> uh, you, couldn't, you couldn't pay me to use one. <laughs> Uh, uh, hometown hookups at Thanksgiving. Uh, not this dude. Sneakers with a suit. Uh, yeah, SK approved. I don't know that I've ever done it, but I could, I could get behind that. I think I already know the answer to this one. Yoga. Yoga. SK approved, but no, very much business like approved. business approved. But yes, it, it ha- I like it for the certain benefits and not for others. So a lot of people, when it comes to yoga, there's like a lot of like the the hokiness kind of attached to it. It's like, and bend and flex and ring out the toxins. And it's like, that is not even a thing. Like, that's not, they're like, and be one with blah, blah. Like, I get it. But I looked at yoga for me more from like, this is going to improve every other aspect of your life. If you sit in your ass all day long in a desk chair, if you strength train, if you run, whatever, like yoga just makes everything better. So you can remove a lot of that, which is why we built with Nerd Fitness Yoga. Like it cuts out a lot of the stigma that's probably attached to it for many people, especially if you're a skeptical nerd but the benefits of it i cannot speak enough good things about uh pumpkin spice anything not this dude no not a fan what do i know (laughs) office romances this will be tough for you (laughs) Uh, i would say not this dude and yes i I would i would be very shocked if uh all of my team members i think i'm like the uh, everyone's my team is like married with children, so and they so all live in no eight different states. So yes, romances going on, right? Yes, I try to encourage them not to hook up in their in their respective offices. Although if they're with their wives and their work, whatever, good hey. wives or husbands or girlfriends or work, <laughs> whatever, great. So yes, uh, I I would frown upon that in my company. Uh, and finally, double-breasted blazers. Not this dude, but I'm sure I could be convinced if somebody's like put this on and be like, okay, fine. And then somebody said, hey, that looks good. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right, but. I don't know. I, I think I'm still working my way up in the suit and sport coat okay. category. We'll stay single-breasted for now. For now, I'm still in the single-breast. But uh, <laughs> Sure. And to, to finish up, I always ask my guests the same question, which is, what was your first million bucks moment? Well, this, this is a completely absurd example, oh, I like but I'm going to share it anyway. Um, and it's, I, I start the book out with it, actually, but I spent a weekend living like James Bond. Sure. Once. As one does. Uh I created this list of things I've always wanted to do, and I used all my favorite games and movies and books to come up with those things. So instead of using them as just an escape, I was like, I'm going to use these things as my inspiration. So I grew up loving James Bond. I just thought he was the coolest guy in the world, and like he always had the right thing to say, and he was always calm, cool, collected under pressure. So I was like, I'm going to live a weekend like James Bond when I'm out traveling. It's like, how can I do that? Well, I need to be in, yeah, I need to gamble. I need to be in an exotic (laughs) location and I need to be dressed really, really well. Okay. I wasn't going to do like the espionage and murder part of it. Sure. um, Because I feel like those are frowned upon in today's society. I was just going to stick with the the socially acceptable aspects of James Bond's uh, life. So to me, that meant I had to be in Monaco. I had to gamble at the Monte Carlo. Love it. And I had to be in a tuxedo. Perfect. So I kind of hacked my way into doing this where 
I rented a tux from like a costume shop in Nice, in nice France. Oh my god! Like there was like giant animal heads like in the back of this French costume shop that I was like, in. I was do like, I want to be a camel? No, I'll just go with the tux. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna go with the. Maybe I'll do the tux and the camel head, which should be phenomenal. Uh, so yeah, I rented a tux. It was you know, like 50, 60 euros or something at the time. So it's, it was like 80 bucks for the weekend. I used hotel points to stay at the Fairmont Monte Carlo. <laughs> and I gambled at the, the, yeah, the Monte Carlo casino all night and ended up making a few hundred bucks. Like this Love entire, it. like luxurious, crazy weekend, I made money on it. Like I, <laughs> I, I got essentially paid to live like James Bond for a weekend. And it wasn't, I wasn't doing anything, uh, because of nerd fitness. I was, I just found a way to, to make it work. Mm-hmm. So it was fun to kind of come up with those specific things. But I remember standing in the bathroom of the hotel room that I had rented in my tux sure. and I'm in Monaco like watching billion dollar yachts pull in I'm like <laughs> my life is absurd right now and like my walk from the hotel to the Monte Carlo and then like sitting down at the table and you know playing blackjack for a few hours in a tux was like the most absurd exciting experience and like I probably like the confidence and the way that I interact with people from that night like mm-hmm. carried over for the next many weeks after sure. that, even though I wasn't continually dressed in a tuxedo <laughs> every day, it was pretty cool to have that moment of like, I feel really good about myself. I look good. I have an, I have this thing that I'm working on. I'm here for a reason. Let's go have some fun with it. And because I was almost like playing a, I was literally yeah. playing a character, I could interact with people in a way that I probably wouldn't have chosen to interact with. I was, I was probably way more outgoing and yeah. way more confident in my interactions because I was like I'm in a foreign country and it tux like I can get away with anything at this point yeah and then I came to realize like it wasn't necessarily how you were dressed it was really just how you carried yourself yeah and that has translated into far greater things uh as somebody that grew up as like a risk averse very shy nerd like that was kind of a cool experience for me to kind of get out of that shell and see the world and see how that world interacted back with me it's like oh man this is actually kind of fun but yeah, that, since then, since moving to Nashville, it was like, I'm going to make a change and put some effort in, into this. Like, I've put effort into other aspects of my life, and it has paid dividends, you know, 100 times over, so. Ooh, that is a great testimonial to go out on. Steve Cam, Nerd Fitness, Woo-hoo. level up your life. You can pre-order it on Amazon now. Thank you for being here on Undressed. Thank you very much for having me. This is fun. That is my interview with Steve Cam from Nerd Fitness. If you guys have not checked out Nerd Fitness, go check it out right now. Steve makes amazing uh, analogies to every single nerdy thing that you could think and always relates it back to fitness, which even if you don't care, it's just interesting to see the leaps and bounds this guy can make when it comes to relating yoga to, you know, Star Wars. It's... (laughs) It's impressive, like I said. Uh, So thanks so much to Steve for being on. And thanks so much to our sponsor for this episode, Graze.com. That's G-R-A-Z-E. And if you couldn't surmise, by the name, they are an amazing new snack subscription service, which is right up my alley because if you know anything about me, that I just want to be eating all day long. Graze is actually a really amazing new addition to our, our office lives because it's over 100 handcrafted snacks that you can actually feel really good about eating. You know, they're uh, healthy, as healthy as snacks can be. And, you know, no trans fat, no GMOs, no artificial flavors or colors, which I love all of that. And it's fun. You know, you get to personalize it. I, in most of my recent box, I got 
cinnamon pretzel, which was caramelized honey and cinnamon almonds and poppy seed pretzels. And then there was another one that was like an apple and cinnamon flapjack, which was basically a really chewy mini granola bar with apple and cinnamon. I mean, I'll be honest, I ate it a little too quickly, but it was because it was so tasty, I couldn't help myself. And thankfully, you guys don't have to help yourselves either because I have an awesome special promo code for you. You can try a four snack sampler box for free using the code UNDRESSED at graze.com. Remember, that's G-R-A-Z-E.com. Just enter UNDRESSED and you will get a four snack sampler box for free. So go please support the brands that support UNDRESSED because then they'll keep coming back and we'll keep getting to do this and everybody wins, right? Don't forget to go and subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. It helps us get noticed by iTunes and hopefully helps get some more people listening to Undressed and checking out Style Girlfriend. And that's what I want, don't you? (laughs) That's it for today. I'm Megan Collins of Style Girlfriend. This is Undressed. Thanks so much for listening. 